Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Paul Hamilton here on the Wester Hotline. As always, Paul's appearances on WGR brought to you by Equitable Advisors. Thinking about today and planning for tomorrow by Relax Honda. Relax, we got this. We played the clip right there, 1980, 44 years ago today. Paul, you have a personal connection to that 1980 team. I know some people know. They've heard it before. But you were playing college hockey back then, right? And why don't you give us the story and how all that went down for you? Yeah, we were... um... I was at the uh, Olympic tryouts in St. Paul, and uh, they have uh, just a bunch of scouts, including Brooks in the stands at the time, and there's probably 200-some-odd people that were invited to that. And then after a couple of days, they cut it down to 60, where we had four teams, 15 each, and we played. And then after that, 25 people are invited to go back to Colorado Springs, and I was not invited for that. I mean, it's still amazing to advance on that far uh, where you were. So give, give me something about that group, like the group you're with. Were you with any of the guys like that wound up playing on the team? Did you get to know anybody? Like what were those yeah, relationships Mark like? Mark Johnson was my center. Mark Johnson okay. was my center for the games. So uh, I did get to know wow. him. And you got to remember back then we're not talking about Internet or anything like that. So you don't really know right. who these guys are unless you played against sure. them. You know, so – and even then you didn't have – a lot of advanced scouting film and all that kind of stuff back mm-hmm. then either in college hockey. So most of them are just faces. I mean, you didn't know you were playing with or against uh, future guys that are going to be on the team. And you wouldn't, you know, I didn't know Mike Ramsey from a hole in the wall. And I just heard he was one of the last guys to touch the puck in that clip that you just played uh, mm-hmm, before right. they uh, actually beat the Soviet Union in that game. Did you know when you were going through the process, like, could you tell, what's the skill level like? You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they beat the Soviets. Nobody expects that. But how good were these guys? Like, how, how good was the team? How good were the players that you, you had to go up against and what you thought about their skill level compared to college hockey that you had been playing? 
Well, no regrets. I can tell you I had a very, very good weekend, and I, you know, you knew you weren't going to – I wasn't going to get there. I mean, you, just because of the skill level you could see from some of the players that you, that you were up against. And that was the one thing that I always said. That I never had any problems keeping up with anybody. I could skate with anybody. But the people who played professional hockey and they could take a puck and they needed maybe – a square that's just a little bit bigger than a puck, but not more to score a goal and hit hit the net. I needed something maybe ten times bigger than that to hit. To, mm-hmm. to, you know, I my shot wasn't going to hit that little corner there. I needed a little bit more room than that if I was going to score. And that was the biggest thing I could see in the difference. You know how they could just wire a shot exactly where they wanted it and. Mine might be a little bit high, a little bit low, mm-hmm. but not exactly there. And that was the biggest difference, as I saw, is pr- pretty much the way they shot. And, and of course, uh, you know, I wasn't going to be able to go end-to-end and, you know, go through the whole team and that kind of thing where, you know, a lot of guys playing in college hockey you wind up in the NHL could do that. Mm-hmm. What, how did you end up then taking in the tournament once it happened? We talked about earlier how mm-hmm. it like, wasn't really on live TV. It was tape delay a lot. Um, how did you take in the tournament then once it started? Yeah, just watching it uh, like everybody else did on TV, you know, the games that you could watch. And it wasn't like you had, you know, all the different channels that you have now during the Olympics where you can go, what do they have, four or five different channels going all day long, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, when you're watching the Olympics. So you It's hard to find where they're on. They're on so many channels now. Yeah. Yeah. So you can kind of choose the events you want to go see. This was basic. I think it was ABC back then, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, you know, if you wanted to watch a game or, or something like that, you basically had to tune into that. I was at school, so I, I didn't have CBC to, to be able to watch on. But, uh, yeah, so for me it was whatever ABC showed you. Hmm. Paul Hamilton here on the Wester Hotline. Just real quick on that roster for that team. We go way back talking about this, Paul. For the last 12 years I've been at WGR. You and I are very much in agreement Mike Ramsey should be up in the rafters uh, for the Buffalo mm-hmm. Sabres, number five. But you think about the career. He was just in town, by the way, recently. You know, last week he was here, actually. Um, my favorite all-time Sabre because probably I was at that age where I knew he won the gold. He came to the Sabres. He was a rookie. He's a really good defenseman. Always loved watching him play. Um, but when you think about that group and some of the guys who went on to the NHL, Neil Broughton, Ken Morrow, I mean, these aren't guys that just did well at that level. They went, and some of them had really nice NHL careers. Yeah, like Mike Arruzzioni, their captain, he was more of a niche player. You know, right. he, he didn't have a big NHL career, but he fit. He fit what they were trying to do, what Brooks was trying to do, and fit as a leader. And that's, that's, that's the definition of a team. The team that wins whatever sport we're talking about isn't the, like the best 20 guys. It's the best team. You know, how did you put together a team that, you know, has stars, that has role players, you know, and, and you know, it's no different in almost any sport that you talk about. You need role players to do different things, and you just can't show up with 20 guys who have the talent, the Gilbert Perrault type of a thing back then. (laughs) So, you know, that's where a guy like Arruzzioni or Jim Craig didn't have a long career in gold. But certainly they they wouldn't have done what they did without him, you know, as far as the Olympic team. So, yeah, some of them did. Uh, McClanahan was here with the Sabres also, Robbie McClanahan. Um, 
uh, with, along with Mike Ramsey. I'm trying to think of any others from that team ever wound up here. They, nothing's jumping out at me right now. Pavlich had a very long career uh, with the Rangers. Mm-hmm. So some of them did. Neil Broughton at one time may have been considered the greatest American-born player ever. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Had a great – I don't know if he would still – I mean, obviously have a lot of guys since then. Patrick Kane, Pat LaFontaine came along. But Neil Broughton at one point was considered one of the greatest American-born players ever. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Neil Broughton was a player I had been exposed to because we played a lot of games in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And the high school tournament in minnesota is crazy popular yeah so if you turned on your tv and you were in minnesota you were seeing live high school hockey games from minnesota and neil broughton just ripped that tournament up uh that one year he was in it so he was one of the few guys i had heard of paul hamilton on the western hotline all right paul um Sabres last night. Great, by the way great stuff we appreciate that Sabres last night mm-hmm. uh they go to montreal they get another win um Big couple big goals uh, later in the second period. They kind of took charge there. What did you see from the team and their response after being down one nothing early? Yeah, they were able to give up the first goal and still were okay. You know, I, it wasn't like they were playing poorly when they gave up the first goal. What Montreal likes to do, uh, I can't remember. I, I, I might not have the stat exactly right, but it's something like twenty three percent of their goals come from their defense, and both their goals hmm. last night came from their defense. And a lot of their shots did. And a lot of their shots hit glass and the boards, which means the Sabres were taking away the shot lane and wasn't giving it to them. And then they were trying to get too fine with it and wide. But Montreal had 48 shot attempts. 25 came from their six defensemen. 11 of them were on net. So Buffalo was willing to let them shoot from distance and just fire it, especially when they, when they found out very quickly that Uko Pekalukunen was on his game. You know, he just had the one game where he was off earlier in the week. Uh, to me, it was the first game he had been off since mid-December. And, but he was right on it and, uh, you know, made some great saves in that game. But they were willing to let them take those shots from distance. And even in the third period when the shots were 11-4 Montreal, it took Buffalo maybe 12 minutes to get their first shot. But honestly, guys, I wasn't sitting there saying to myself, boy, they're in trouble. You know, I, I, I because a lot of the Montreal, Montreal had two really good chances. One was a tip by Anderson and another one by Evans right afterwards with point blank. And Lucan had made great saves on those. But a lot of the other shots were from distance. And the Sabres uh, it did a pretty good job, you know, when they broke up plays. They would just flip it out to center ice if they had to, just to get it out of danger, which was fine. You know, I thought that was fine. 
you know, just make sure you don't turn it over. They put the puck up high, got it out to center ice, and lived to fight another day. Um, you know, the, the one time Yoki Haru tried that, he lost the puck. He, he fanned on it, and that turned into a good chance, too, that uh, Lukanen just got a piece of and then it went wide. So, you know, he did have to make some good saves, but I never sat in there and said to myself, boy, they're really in trouble right now. Because the shots were, I think, midway through the period were 5 nothing. So it wasn't like Montreal was out shooting them 13 to nothing. It's just Buffalo chose to, okay, we're just going to make sure we get the puck out of danger and live to fight another day. When it comes to – I think maybe – Go ahead, Joe. I was just going to talk about uh, Lukanen again, Paul, last night where he makes 29 saves. He's the game's number one star. Um I mean, there was not a good performance by him against Anaheim, and we had not really seen that from him. And I think how important for him to bounce back after what might have been his worst game of the season. Yeah, that was a good test. He might have had some games that were worse when he was coming back from when he got sick. But you're right, it wasn't good. I mean, there were two goals that he definitely kind of fumbled around with and wound up in his net. And I think that was the test we hadn't seen yet. Okay, you're you're playing really really well. You're playing your numbers are in some cases best in the NHL since January 1st. And let's see how you rebound. Well, he answered that question in a big hurry. He rebound very very well and made some great saves and you know, they they don't, you know, in a one goal game, if he's not on, they probably don't win. So, you know, it it kind of goes hand in hand. They they got some big goals. Skinner got on the on the board, but you could almost predicted that because of the way he plays against the Montreal Canadiens, even though he hadn't had a goal since he got back from injury, which is nine games. But it's just a feeling you get as an athlete, and you guys both played sports, and you know that you know you could be in a slump or whatever, but you just get into that venue that is your venue, you know, and you always have success there. And even if you're not playing well, your confidence all of a sudden rises. And that's exactly what happened. Skinner almost scored earlier in the game mm-hmm. on the wraparound in the first period. And then he did score on the power play when Cousins, he and Cousins came down. Cousins hits the post, rebound goes to Skinner, and he put it away. So uh, it was just one of those things where you, you just kind of had it. I, I told Brian when we were talking about keys to the game, get the puck to Skinner. This is his, this is his building. Get <laughs> the right. puck to Skinner. <laughs> And and you're probably going to be okay. And he he scored a big goal because think about it. I mean, Struble scored to make it two to one Montreal, and you know the game could get away from you there. That was at six thirty five, and at nine twenty eight, Skinner ties it ties it up again. So you get that goal back right away. Uh, you know, on the road in a place where they're now six and one. They're the second best road team since the turn of uh, two thousand twenty four. The only team that's better. Hasn't lost yet. Nine, the nine and zero Florida Panthers. So uh, the Sabers, uh, you know, they they don't crumble when they're on the road like they do at home. Sabers with another road game in Columbus tomorrow night against the Blue Jackets. Seven p.m. puck drop. Six o'clock pregame here on WGR. It is the dad's trip, Paul. I got to tell you, I know the the win was nice, but maybe my favorite part of the night was hearing Alex <laughs> Tuck tell you after the game it was a successful first leg of the trip because his dad didn't get in trouble in Montreal. <laughs> some of them were here for the home game but that doesn't count because they all weren't here yet so uh <laughs> that's right yeah and i don't know if people saw the video of the dads that came in and announced the starting lineup each one introduced their kid 
And oh, Clifton's yeah. dad, cool. he did the speech. You know, he came in and, and did the head coach speech and, you know, got them all fired up. And you can see how much they all enjoyed uh, the dads coming in and doing that. So, I, you know, I'm sure it's a win they're proud of just because their dads are yeah. here and their dads have sacrificed a lot for them or mentors. It's it, mentors sure. and to be able to perform, get a win like that, uh, you know, everybody's happy now. Got to run, Paul. Thanks a lot for your time today. No problem, guys. Take care. All right, Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up very quickly. Just want to mention something in college football and really college football and the NFL that's happening. A little bit of a seed change we'll talk about briefly to wrap up the show here on the Extra Point Show today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.